0: Whether it's the Sherlock Holmes tour in London, the night helicopter flight over Las Vegas, or whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon, whatever you're into, you'll find an experience you love. Discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at getyourguide.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to
2: hear so you can listen to your music lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear.
0: Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go.
2: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Alienware. impressive overclocking potential your dream setup amazing prices and free shipping await you for a limited time only at alienware.com slash deals that's alienware.com slash deals
2: welcome to stuff from the science lab from howstuffworks.com And welcome to the podcast. This is Allison Lattermilk, uh, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com,
1: and this is Robert Lamb, science writer for HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Today we're talking about blood.
1: Blood, yes.
2: What it can tell us. Turns out it can tell us a lot, right? You can yeah. tell what's circulating in your bloodstream at any given point.
1: Yeah, you can tell, uh, you know, what kind of diet you have, what you need to cut out.
2: Blood pressure, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, at a particularly bloody, violent crime scene, you can maybe tell how that how that crime happened.
1: Yeah, uh, because as we, uh, we all know, when you murder somebody, sometimes blood comes out. And it, by examining just how that blood came out, you know, you can determine all sorts of uh, interesting facts, like what kind of uh, weapon was used, uh, how many uh, blows or shots they sustained, indeed, who, where, and how.
2: Right, so it's kind of like maybe you could even figure out the game of Clue.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot like Clue, with less reliance on, like, dice rolling and... Moving from one room spot to the spot other and yeah. Parker
2: Brothers, et cetera. Yeah, yeah so today we're going to tell you, based on uh, the branch of forensic science called bloodstain Pattern Analysis, that it was Colonel Mustard yep. who uh, murdered the suspect in the library with the candlesticks, and we figured it out with bloodstain Pattern Analysis. That's right. Okay, so let's start with the easiest thing first, which Where? is the room, right? Yeah. Where? That's
1: the library, because that's the room with the blood all over it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, That's that's really a crucial thing. It's like how much blood is in there. Like, clearly there's a whole lot of blood. There's like a lethal amount of blood in a room. Then you know that that's probably where, you know, the mess happened.
2: All right. But you could have a little mess tracked elsewhere if Mm -hmm. said person, you know, stumbled around, wandered to go write a Last Will and Testament.
1: Right. But then another thing that we have in the library is we have blood spray on the walls. Oh, we do? Yeah. Well, what kind of blood spray? funny that you should ask that because there are three different varieties of blood spatter mm-hmm. that you can find
2: it's all based on velocity right yeah
1: all based on velocity just how fast the drop is going how um how the shape of the blood droplet holds up to that velocity mm-hmm. and uh, what kind
2: of blow you're inflicting right
1: right yeah because uh, what the, kind of weapon uh, you're using because mm-hmm, the uh, the faster the blood is traveling the smaller the droplet
2: right right so let's start off with the easy one, low velocity, right? So this right. is going to be something that force of impact is five feet per second or less. And this is where you're going to have your big fat drops. Although, yeah. they're not that fat, really. They're only between four and eight millimeters.
1: But yeah, this is the kind of uh, blood spatter you could just have around the house on just a normal day when you haven't killed anybody. Right, uh, right. Like you're peeling a fruit or something and you cut yourself, you cut know, the spatter, your spatter, off. you got blood on the kitchen floor.
2: Yeah, right, right. So we have a couple of these drops at the scene, but they're not really the
1: bulk yeah, these, this is the kind of thing that could, on a, on a crime scene, falls from the wound, you know, falls off the murder weapon. But yeah, the bulk of this, we're looking at medium velocity spatter.
2: Yeah. All right. So, numbers on this. This is something, and this is this would be incurred with an external force of greater than 5 feet per second, but less than 25 feet per, feet per second. So these um these little blood drops are smaller, right? And this is um the blood drops involved in this type of spatter are concurrent with something from blunt or sharp trauma, say the clue weapon, a candlestick maybe. Right.
1: Or the lead pipe. Or the wrench. The yep.
2: But this is not really gonna be the revolver or the rope or I forget what the what are the other clue weapons?
1: The yeah, the revolver, the rope. I think I think, I that think it's a, it, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So based on this and looking at the wounds on the body, we know that the uh, the victim died from blunt trauma. We also know it wasn't the dagger, right? Because there are no knife wounds.
1: Right. But if had they used the knife, uh, we would it would have been consistent with the medium velocity spatter. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you can also get these kind of kind of spatters from arterial spurts and gushes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's some major veins uh, close to the surface of the skin, and you could easily rip those open with a, you know, a, a well placed blow to the head.
2: Sounds like you have some experience with this, Robert. Uh, Well, so for our purposes, we mainly have this medium-velocity blood spatter. We don't have any of the high-velocity blood spatter, and this is going to be your mist, right? Right. Your finest spray available. This is
1: is like exit wound from a gunshot.
2: Or an explosion. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Or an explosion or explosive, I should say. Um,
1: Deadly sneeze.
2: (laughs) Deadly sneeze. A bloody cough. But uh, typically... Gunshot wounds is uh, where you're gonna find this high velocity blood spatter. So now we know, right? Mm-hmm. It happened in the library with the candlestick for our purposes. Right. Although it technically could have been the lead pipe or some other technically, sort of yeah. heavy. But it was
1: definitely too. blunt trauma.
2: Definitely blunt trauma. But
1: who was it?
2: Who was it indeed?
1: Well, it was Colonel Mustard, of course, and because uh, one we of, told you so, yeah. you know that. But uh, one of the reasons we uh, we could know this is uh, based on the handedness of the assailant by analyzing the way the blood has splattered from from the uh, what they call the uh, the area of convergence. That's mm-hmm. like that's where that's like ground zero for whatever slinging blood all over the library. Uh, in this case, a wound or or something.
2: If you were to see Dexter or something, and you see all those strings, typically the strings are leading to an area of convergence. Right,
1: and that's 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 the the key area. That's the ground and, zero, right? Yeah, and by apply, applying like trigonometry and uh, another uh, complicated uh, equations to this, they uh, can actually figure out was the assailant right-handed or left-handed. In this case, oh, Colonel Mustard only left-handed uh, suspect.
2: Yeah, it's definitely Colonel Mustard. Yeah.
1: Then there's also uh, something uh, we like to call voids. Right. Uh, yeah. What happens with the void? A uh, Void is like if you're uh you're standing out in front of a brick wall at night and somebody shines a light on you, mm-hmm. bam, you got a shadow behind you, the rest of the wall is light. Now imagine instead of light, you have like um, a whole bunch of arterial spray. Okay. Right? You're gonna have that one section outlining a you know like a cartoon outline right. like where there's no blood. Right? So uh, so they look for that at crime scenes because if you see if they can see a void in the uh, in the spray and in the spatter, then that could be where the assailant was standing and could even, uh, tell us a little, uh, a little about the physical characteristics of the, uh, of
2: the person. Of the like, say, if they had a mustache.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, cause Colonel Mustard does have a substantial mustache, so <laughs> it's possible it could be outlined.
2: Okay. So now we know. Is Colonel Mustard in the library with the candlestick? I win. You win. We both win.
1: Yep. We're Colonel all Mustard today. goes to jail. The library is safe again.
2: Yeah. No doubt. Okay, but as you guys can tell, bloodstain pattern analysis isn't going to be the only evidence that lawmakers are going to use to prosecute a possible suspect, right?
1: Yeah, it's just one tool in uh, an investigator or a prosecutor's uh, toolbox.
2: Well, this one case that bloodstain pattern analysis might have come in handy was the famous. Do you want to do it?
1: No, oh, you, you do it. You're you're Australian. The dingo
2: part. ate my baby.
1: There you go. Yeah. Yes,
2: the dingo ate my baby. It case made
1: famous by Seinfeld. Yeah.
2: Yes, Elaine. Thank you, Elaine, for that and many other things. So what happened in this case?
1: Well, it's Australia. Woman's uh, out in the, the wilderness to camp. She's doing
2: and, a walkabout with her family.
1: Is it really a walkabout? No, I think she's just okay. camping. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's out with her family, and then uh, and she comes back. Baby's apparently gone. So. Oh, right,
2: so she puts her kids to bed. Right. And baby's gone. Baby's gone. Baby by the name of Azaria.
1: Azaria. Yeah. And according, the claim is that, uh, oops, Bingo came. Took the baby away.
2: Well, people didn't believe that, right? Correct. And she was prosecuted. They thought th- they thought she murdered her baby, and it wasn't the dingo. Mm-hmm. If the authorities investigating the crime had used proper evidence handling techniques and used blood stain pattern analysis properly, they they might have had a better time bolstering their case.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it came down to the um, amount of blood at the crime scene.
2: In the tent, if you yeah, will. Yeah,
1: in the tent um, that seemed to seem to suggest that uh, maybe that the dingo didn't come in and carry a baby away, as much as something violent happened to the baby in the tent. Right, right. Um, and and again, this isn't uh, this isn't necessarily a case where oh, if they'd only applied trigonometry to the, the crime scene, uh, it all comes down to the base basically understanding the properties of bl- of blood, the physical properties of blood, and uh, how that relates to blood spatter.
2: Yeah, so blood stain pattern analysis. It's a bloody business. But, uh, you can learn more about it at howstuffworks.com and we have all sorts of creepy other CSI stuff. Body farms, forensic dentistry.
1: Oh, just tons of bloody articles.
2: Yeah. And, uh, check out our spiffy science stuff blog at blogs.howstuffworks.com too. We post on all sorts of creepy stuff there too. Thanks for listening guys. And find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.
0: From football playoffs to basketball madness...